0: Hi everyone, Uh, I'm so excited for today's episode. I am talking to my cousin, Courtney Michelli. She is a beautiful, wonderful, inspiring human being. And she has done some pretty cool stuff with her career. Uh, She has worked as a producer and a journalist for a lot of different shows. She's actually working on the History Channel's Salvage Kings right now, which is really cool. Um, But as you can guess by the title, we talk about something very different. Um, And I really hope you guys enjoy. Also, just a little disclaimer, there is some background noise in the first 15 minutes of the episode. I tried as much as I could to cut it out. Um, But after that, it's pretty much smooth sailing. So here we go. I hope you guys like it. Hi, my name is Kate Luna, and welcome to And What About It, the podcast I made for me that I get to share with you. Okay, thank you, Courtney, so much for being here. Um, And thank you for, you know, talking to us about all this fun stuff. Thank you. So, what do you do?
1: I am a journalist um, a producer and, um, I really just consider myself a storyteller, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah.
0: Okay. And what, like, what have you, like, what have you produced for? And like, what, what, like, what have you done so far in, in that?
1: Um, in production? Yeah. Um, when I came out of university, so I studied journalism Mm -hmm. in university and then out of university I got an internship at Daily Planet, which was, uh. Do you remember Daily Planet? Yeah, I remember Daily Planet. <laughs> it was a science news show on Discovery Channel. Um, so I did some producing there, some chase producing. So basically I would, like, come in in the morning and my boss would give me a story that I had to, like, do a, a little piece on. Mm-hmm. And I had to – it could be, like, anything from, like, this backyard inventor in – Ontario, or it could be, like, some scientist who just discovered something in Germany. Right. So, basically, you have to, like, hunt them down, interview them over the phone, and there's a cameraman. Like, with guns? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, sniper attack, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And we had to get a story together and, like, edit it and produced and everything by the end of the day. So, it was, like, really fast-paced. Oh, jeez. It was fun, though. I really liked that job. Um, And then I worked on a weather show recently. I'm working on a show for the History Channel right now. And I know the one that you are interested in (laughs) was the Paranormal show that I worked on. Yeah.
0: And then, so that, did you do that show before? Like, that, that, that was the same, like, company that also produced this go show, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then is that the same company that you're also is doing Salvage Kings? No. No. Okay, so it's a di- it's a different. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um yeah, it was the same company and it was funny cuz like I I had a background in like more science-based journalism and mm-hmm. and, and um, production before going onto like a paranormal show. Mm-hmm. So when I first got offered the job, I was kind of hesitant cuz I was like, "Oh, this is totally different than what I'm, like, trying to do with my career. Mm -hmm. But I've always had an interest in um, paranormal activity. Yeah, our family has a very (laughs) deep
0: history with paranormal activity. Yeah.
1: So I just figured, like, why not do something different and just, like, learn about something totally different. And, yeah, I'm really glad I did it because it was was interesting. It was eye-opening.
0: Well, I remember when you were first starting the show and you were asking people, like, do you know anybody who has any good ghost stories? <laughs> yeah. And, like, me and all my friends, we were all... Because I think that, that was, like, when you first started, mm-hmm. and we were all, like, scrambling to, like, find anyone who had, like, a
1: yeah. good a
0: good story to tell. But I think I think you got some really, really good ones. Oh, yeah.
1: We did. Yeah. <laughs> it was hard to find them, though, because the show was basically about, like, um, we had to interview adults who had childhood ghost experiences. Oh, okay, yeah. So, like we had to talk to people who, A, remembered these, like, ghost stories from when mm-hmm. they were kids, and it had to be, like, an ongoing thing, like, a haunting. Almost, right, so not it, just, like, it wasn't, yeah,
0: it wasn't just, like, a, oh, I saw a woman in the doorway, and that was yeah. it. It was, like, a full-blown, yeah. I have PTSD from the situation. Exactly,
1: yeah. And some of the stories, like, I mean, some of the stories, <laughs> I was genuinely very frightened after hearing, and, like, they've really stuck with me. Um, and, you know, we spoke to, like, experts, too. It was it was strange, because one of the experts that we spoke to, mm-hmm. he told us that a lot of childhood ghost stories are actually, um, you know, children who have been, like, physically abused or yeah. abused as children, and their brains at the time, they just don't know how to, like, process really what's happening to them. Yeah. So they remember it as like a paranormal Mm -hmm. experience well did you
0: ever see the haunting of hill house yeah yeah that because that's one of the i think the the girl who can like touch things and like see people's memories like that her introduction in that show was Mm -hmm. that she went to some like child's home because she claimed that she was having like you know experiences with like the smiley monster or whatever Mm -hmm. it was and then it turned out that like her foster dad was like abusing her
1: Mm -hmm. yeah And, I mean, I'm not gonna say, like, I don't know what the situation was for, like, the people that we actually spoke to, Mm -hmm. but it just made me think, like, wow, I've never thought about that before. And, yeah, it was interesting.
0: Because as a child, like, your experiences are so validated, just, like, Mm -hmm. within yourself, and you just kind of grow. Like, I remember one time I, like, fully believed that, like, I had seen Santa Claus, like, in our house, and then, like, now, being an adult, I was just like, oh, that was just my dad in a red sweater. But, like, at the time, I remember going to school and being like, no, you guys don't understand. Like, Santa was in my house. But, like, he, I remember he was in front of the fireplace and, like, t- taking, putting wood in the fire. So, in my head, I was like, oh, my God, he just came out of the fireplace. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. you know?
1: Yeah, I know. And it's, like, it's hard after he told me that. It made me think, like, okay, so now when I'm interviewing people, like, it made me just question it a yeah, bit being, more. Yeah,
0: being a bit more of a skeptic.
1: Yeah, and also for myself, like, I know you said, like, our family has had a lot of, like, weird situations. Yes. And I've, like, it's made me think about that. I mean, again, like, I don't know for a fact if any of the people we spoke to were victims of abuse in any way, mm-hmm. but it's just interesting to think about. Um, but some of the stories I heard were like actually fucking terrifying. <laughs> okay. Like really scary. Okay. Well, now I
0: want to hear them. Uh, you you got to get into it now.
1: Okay. I'm not gonna say their names. Yeah. No. But, that's okay. Um, you can
0: you can keep it. um even the discretion. On own TV. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. There was one, and I'm I'm sorry. I might get some parts of this story wrong if they're listening, <laughs> because I don't remember it fully. I don't have my notes with me, but um. Yeah, there is this son living, a son and a dad who we interviewed, so every story we did, they had to have a corroborator, so it's not just the kids' experience, like their parents uh, also right, experienced yeah. it, or their sibling or something. Right. So there was this guy we spoke to, um, and he lives in um, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and basically him and his family grew up in this house, and... I remember his dad told me that if there was a portal to hell, this house would be it. Oh, my God. Um, which instantly I was just like, wow, okay. Yeah,
0: that's that's a heavy statement yeah. right there. That's not just, like, the cupboards opened on their own. Yeah. That's, like, and, grasshoppers came out of my eyes. Yeah.
1: And, okay. Okay. Well, similar. <laughs> okay. Similar story happened, actually. Um no they just so it started we interviewed the son first and he is like very hardcore christian now Mm -hmm. and um he served in the military he's like very he said to me he was like i'm like a very logical thinker like i am a skeptic in every sense of the word but i know what happened to me in that house like actually happened because it wasn't just me that experienced it Mm -hmm. it was like my whole family So they saw like a bunch of stuff. There was like a little boy who would always be out in the backyard, and he he would be like standing on top of the shed in the backyard, and he had these like black sunken in eyes and gray skin. Just like a dead corpse boy. Yeah, there was so many ghosts and like with associated with this house that like I couldn't even keep track of like all the stories (laughs) that they were telling me. Um, There was like a man in his bedroom that looks like a cowboy and i don't know all these weird things happened but the the one i was gonna say with the bugs mm-hmm. so <laughs> he said he was sick one day he was like maybe 10 or 11 at this time and yeah. he had the flu or some sort of cold and he stayed home from school and he said all of a the sudden there were flies like he he looked up and there were flies like hundreds of flies buzzing around the ceiling. Ew. And he was, like, rubbing his eyes, like, what what is going on? And he ran into his um, parents' room, and they were, like, all over the ceiling in there, too. And I can't remember if, like, his parents, um, like, validated that story for him or not, Um, but that one was really creepy to me. Um, but anyway, it was when we actually spoke to his dad that mm-hmm. um, all of these stories, they experienced the same things, but at different times. Okay. So uh, there was one day the son went, uh, he heard some banging upstairs and it got so bad to the point where the family moved to live on the only the main floor of the house because the upstairs of the house was Was haunted. the most haunted. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. So they were, like, watching Jeez. a movie one day, uh, and at this point, the dad and the mom had divorced, so the dad wasn't living there anymore. Right. And they heard, like, banging upstairs, like, really, really loud banging. hmm And he grabbed a flashlight, and he was like, okay, I'm going to go up, don't worry, stay here, to his mom and his his siblings. And he went upstairs, and he said there was a hole in the wall from, like, when they were moving furniture a long time ago. It just, like, always been this mm-hmm. hole in the wall. And he passed the flashlight over it, and there was something moving inside the hole. Ew. And so he was like, what? I mean, he brought the flashlight back over. And, okay, this is his description of it. Okay. He said that it was, like, a gray, um, almost slimy texture. And it had, like, what? it had the, he saw it from the back. And he okay. said, basically, the body. Hit it from the back. Yeah. <laughs> He said the body was, like, this muscular, almost, like, pit bull shape. Like, you could see all the muscles in its shoulders and stuff. Was it human? Like, or was it... But it had, like, almost, like, human... Uh, he said it looked like a cross between, like, a human and a pit bull almost. Ew. From the back. And it was, like, wriggling around and, like, trying to, like, get back in the wall. And he, like, freaked out and
0: just like a giant human worm this yeah
1: so he never really told anyone because he was just completely shocked and like terrified but then like years later him and his dad were chatting and his dad started telling him a story about when he lived at that house he was out in the backyard one day and um he saw that there was they he built like a labyrinth in the backyard to protect the family okay he was a very spiritual man and, um, the walls of this, like, labyrinth structure he built were crumbling, like, almost like something was kicking it over. Right. And he went to look, and there was a hole in the ground, and this same, he saw this, like, same creature in the ground, like, rig- and he's like, I've seen snakes, I've seen rats, like, this is unlike anything I've ever seen in my entire life. So they both saw it, they, the dad and the son. Yeah, but they never told each other until, right. like, years later. yeah. Um, and then the, the thing, the nail in the coffin is, um, at one point they brought a psychic to the house to, like, figure out what the hell was going on. Yeah. And the psychic said whatever evil, like, force was on, on the premise was attached to the mom of the family. Okay. Yeah. So years go by, they move out of this town or like out of the house, at least out of the neighborhood. And the mom is older now, and she's sick, and Mm -hmm. they have to put her in a home. Right. And so she goes on this wait list um, to go into, like, the first home that's available in the area. Yeah. So um, this home comes up, and it's, like, a new build. Like, it's a newly built um, retirement home. And she gets placed in it, and they go to the fucking address, and it's right across the street from their old house. Oh, I just got chills. And, wait, her room, um, her room, the window of her actual bedroom. Oh, my God. It, like, it overlooked the backyard, didn't it? No, it, like, perfectly framed the house across the street. Oh, my God. And I think it was, like, something like a month after she went in there, or, like a few weeks after she went in there, she ended up passing away. So he has this, like, huge issue with whatever happened to him now because he believes that whatever... Was attached to his mom, almost like brought her back to like bring her wherever it was.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like you were gonna finish this. Yeah,
1: and I just remember after I heard that, I was like, oh, wow,
0: (laughs) (laughs) like Jesus. Yeah, and and it's like it's interesting because it's almost like a mystery unsolved. It's like why her, why the mom, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: what kind of dark magic did she do when she was a child?
1: Yeah, and I don't even know if it's that or if it's, like, just something that happened on the the property. Like, I don't know. That just
0: attached itself to, like, a female.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. So, yeah, that one, like, really stuck with me. Um, And, yeah. I mean, I always try to take things with a grain of salt, but um, just... And, you know, there was people that I spoke to during my research for the show where I was like, hmm... I don't know if I believe this like one hundred percent. Cause you, how thing. many
0: people did you talk to? It was like dozens of
1: people, yeah, right? Like yeah, lots of, yeah, lots of people. Um, but just like the this person and his dad, just who they were, I, I don't know. Just seems so genuine, genuine and yeah. just like yeah, it, it really stuck with me. Um, but yeah, that was, like, probably the creepiest. <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: that's terrifying. And then I think I remember, I remember another one where we were just, like, talking on the phone, and you were like, yeah, I spoke to this woman today who, like, thought that she would like, married the
1: devil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she And how are they doing? Oh, I don't know. Uh, we didn't actually, like, end up using her story on the show. Yeah, because I
0: think that she was a little, wasn't she a little...
1: Well, I just didn't like. I don't know. It's she was she was one of the of, ones
0: where you were like, oh, I don't know if I believe this a hundred percent or.
1: Yeah, and it's just like, I mean, when you speak to people, you obviously get a feel for who they are, and like, um, I don't want to say I don't want to say anything about someone I don't know, but I just felt like maybe she had some deeper issues at the time, mm-hmm. and like I didn't want to like exploit that. And yeah. Like, you know, put her on the show and. Um, yeah, but basically, her story was that she thought that she was married to Lucifer and that he had impregnated her,
0: right um, just a good old rosemary's baby situation yeah, exactly,
1: and yeah we we didn't end up using that story, but I mean, yeah, I spoke to like a ton of interesting people, like that's all like that's the only word is like interesting yeah, interesting, <laughs> just, like, just very unique individuals yeah, like people I that like opened my eyes to like the realities that they're living in yeah so it's just yeah it was really interesting a lot of um mediums and like psychic mediums Mm -hmm. I spoke to yeah and
0: didn't you work with one of them uh like didn't you have to go to a location Mm -hmm. where you like shot in one of the houses that was haunted
1: yeah so we um it wasn't like a haunted house technically it was just a location that we had to go to to shoot something right Um but when we got into the house she disappeared for like ten minutes and we were like, Oh okay, cameras are rolling, like where is she type of thing. (laughs) Yeah. And she came back and she was like, There was a child like in this house, like a spirit. Oh, okay. And she was like he he was like lost and I had to help him cross over. Oh. Yeah. Just a quick little side job while we're here. (laughs) That's like that's like her reality. Like that's like her, that's just a normal day for her and like to me that's so interesting like whether you believe it or not like that's how people some people like live, live, the their, world lives, and live yeah. their lives and yeah like, like so just cool full-on Teresa
0: Caputo yeah. like yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Long Island medium
1: <laughs> I love her
0: <laughs> what were the kind of things that she would say to you guys like or the mediums that you worked with Like, like what was something that you like really picked up from them
1: like, what she said to me personally, or, like, about the story? I yeah, guess? like, about... Just in general. Hmm. I have to think about that. It's... I don't know, that's hard to answer, because um every, like, medium, or expert, or, you know, paranormal investigator that we spoke to, mm-hmm. they all saw things and did things in a, their own unique way, mm-hmm. so there wasn't, like, a one-size-fits-all for you know, every medium that we spoke to. Mm-hmm. So they all kind of had a different view on the stories that they were speaking about. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, some of them believed that evil spirits can attach themselves to, to humans. Yeah. And other people didn't believe that. Right. Um, so, yeah, it, it just depended on the story that we were talking about. Oh, there was this other guy we spoke to. Um, he... He had some weird experiences when he was, like, super young, Mm -hmm. um, like, ghost stuff happening in his room and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then um, when he was a teenager, he started being, like, literally beaten Oh, by something in his room. And this was one where I was like, oh, this is strange. Yeah. But, like, then, so he, he he was telling me the story, and I said, um... You know, he would wake up when he was a teenager with, like, bruises on his body, and his parents would be like, what is going on? Like, are you being beaten at school? Like, what's going on? And he was like, he would just hide it, and he was like, no, nothing. I fell, or he would make up excuses, because he thought he was going crazy, because there was something happening. Mm -hmm. And um, he, his mom's friend came to stay with them for a week, and he's like this Truck driver from Alberta, whose name is Smoky. Okay. And I will, I don't want to give away names and stuff. Yeah, that's, no, just, that's fine. I yeah. of that one. Yeah, <laughs> Smoky. Yeah. Um, I think it's his nickname anyway. But um, he was like a hardcore skeptic, like total like man's man, mm-hmm. like tough guy type. This is how they described him to me. Um, and he stayed in this boy's room while he was staying with the family. And he woke up in the middle of the night, and he said there was this like gremlin type looking man in his room, what? and he was being thrown across the room. And he's like a six foot something, like cowboy. <laughs> I'm Albert. I'm
0: literally picturing just like Dobby, just like throwing <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter I know, around. That's yeah. I imagined it
1: too. Um, Dobby is a free elf. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Imagine. <laughs> um, yeah, and he said like the next morning the boy went downstairs and he was Smokey was sitting at the table just like smoking a cigarette and he looked like he'd just experienced like hell. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, What's wrong? And he was like, I'm not I'm leaving, like I'm not staying here anymore. Whoa. So just had to get out. Yeah, and I spoke to Smokey and he told me too. He was like, I don't know what happened, but it was weird (laughs) yeah and that nothing like that has ever happened in my life Jeez. so yeah I mean I feel like I've never had a crazy paranormal experience have you
0: yeah I've I mean I for sure have like like evil yeah I I I know I know for a fact that I have experienced mm -hmm. some something totally unlike yeah um and I'll I'll tell that one but basically, I was at uh, like my cottage, and this is like a house that we built. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, our family believes that this property is like very special because basically, we we bought the property and it was um, it's like a big piece of land that all these individual cottages were built on, and one of the cottages is like over a hundred years old and it's a log cabin and people have written like dates going back all the way to like 1890 uh in this log cabin of just like I spent the weekend here very nice you know uh and like people would write you know all that so like the walls are just covered in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of names and dates um and uh so we kept that one but the rest of them we like tore them down right mm-hmm. Um, and we have found things we found like spearheads and like, you know, like very just like, uh, interesting things like that. Like on the property, um, we actually found a dead person on the property once. What do you mean? Yeah. So my, my aunt, um, she was walking the property. She was there, I think by herself and with a friend that was staying with her at, at our cottage. And it's a big piece of property, and there's multiple entrances, and, you know, none of them are really marked, like, private. And uh, she was walking with her dog and just saw that there was a car by the lake, Um, and she was like, whose car is this? And she walked up, and then she saw that there was a man that looked like he had been, that looked, it looked like he was sitting on a stump, and that he was slouched over sitting on a stump and she as she got closer she realized that there was a rope hanging around his neck and yeah and she was like okay i think that somebody like i think that this is a a dead person so she called nine one one, and the operator was like okay well do you can you go up and check and see if she's dead and she said that she she walked like four feet closer and she was like oh that's definitely a dead person like that's insane um and so, yeah, so the cops had to come. The investigators had to come. It was, like, full, like, CSI episode. Like, they had to put up a tent around him. And there was, like, you know, police don't cross signs everywhere all over the property. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and it was it was really sad because, basically, they, they concluded that this man had taken his own life. Mm-hmm. That he had, like, two kids and a wife. And he had just been going through some hard times. Um, but the, the sad thing is, is that he, like so he hung himself but he hung himself in a way where if he wanted to at any point he could have stood up wow and he did and he didn't like cuz he was sitting on the stump right but he was just literally just cutting off the circulate like he could have gotten up if he really wanted to and he didn't which is that mm-hmm. sad yeah. but the police told us that um he uh like his family would come to one of those cottages every summer when he was a little boy and he would always used to spend that time with his grandma and that it was one of his favorite places when he was a child like to go to and that you know we thought that that was very like it's it's sad but it's kind of special that like okay that's where he's come now to chose like to choose where he's going to end his life or is where he experienced like his happiest memories but there's also like death involved with that too but anyway so just in that Like the only reason why I say that is because, you know, like we have this belief that this property is like very special. Um, But the one time that I experienced something uh, very, very scary was um, I was you know I so I lucid dream, um, and sometimes I experience sleep paralysis. But because I lucid dream, I am aware that it is sleep paralysis, and I know that that's what's happening to me. So it's like not as scary. And, uh, but this, and I thought for a minute that this was an, like, when I tell this to people, people are like, oh yeah, that sounds like sleep paralysis to me. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, I was awake. Like, I know the difference between when I'm asleep and when I'm awake, I was awake. Um, so I, uh, I was in bed and I was woken up very abruptly because someone was screaming in my left ear.
1: I remember you telling me this. Yes, yes. So
0: someone was just like blood-curdling murder scream in my left ear, and it literally, like I jolted, like my whole body just jolted awake because it was like that fucking out of nowhere and frightening, um, and my, my eye shot up, and uh, and I just felt like immediately there was something above me, and I didn't know what it was, and I was just like, there is something, there is, there is something here in this room, Um, And I looked over and it was like, maybe it was like, it was almost three in the morning or a little bit past three, somewhere. So it was like somewhere between like 2.30 in the morning and like 3 a.m. And as my eyes were adjusting to the dark, like I could see, you know, the wall next to me. I could see the headboard. I could see the, I could see the window um, to go out like the window outside and I could see the opposite wall, but I could not see the ceiling above my head. And, and I'm looking and it's dark and it's like pitch black in the room, but there, the whatever was above me was like blacker than black. And it had the, just, it was evil. Like it was just, it had this like horrifying, just menacing, like, energy yeah, like I, it, like I felt like, I, I, I think that that is the closest that I, if, if that's what, you know, knowing what you're going to be, going to be murdered is feeling like, like, that's what it felt like, like this thing is going to kill me. Jesus. And I couldn't, uh, you know, I, I couldn't, I, like, I, I couldn't see past it. It was just like this dense, just like air. And then I think, and I think, and I stood there and I looked at it for like probably like 20, 20 minutes. And then it just eventually, it just passed over me. And I could see it move from above my head, like down my body, past my feet, and then through the room and like out the window. And, like, I saw it go out the window. Just, like, this, it was just, like, this just dense mass. Just go out the window. And then after that, and then I felt like it was gone. But it took, I, it took me a long time to, like, like, after that, like, I could not sleep for the rest of the night. I had to, like, get up and, like, do things and, like, force myself to, like, watch TV. But, like, I could not, Jeez. I could not sleep for the rest That's of the true, evening. Yeah, I mean. it was. And, like, I, I I spoke with someone who told me that, like, I might have. Because I lucid dream, it's, like, easier for me to astral project, I guess. And I've never astral projected. Or at least I don't think I have. I don't have memory that I have. But um, somebody told me that, that it sounded like, to them, that I had astral projected. But something happened when I was coming back into my body. And, like, I, and I was still halfway stuck between, like, coming back into my body and and, and, and not... And that I kind of, like, my consciousness, like, experienced something that I wasn't supposed to experience. But it was just so, like, like, it, like, it, it's actual vibe was murder. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and I, and I don't think that I have a very murdery vibes. So I just don't think that that was what that was. Mm-hmm. But somebody told me that that's what, like, some people experience astral projection, projection is that.
1: Yeah. Wow. I know, it would be so interesting, like, a lot of the reason why I was so interested in the paranormal show, too, is, like, what is the science behind all of this stuff that happens? Because I feel like there's such an interesting crossover between, mm-hmm. like, people have these wild experiences, like, and I feel like this field of science is, like, just really starting to, like...
0: Oh, yeah. No, well, paranormal activity and, like, magic and shit like that is just a science that we don't understand.
1: Yeah. I it, think some of it is. And it's really cool to, yeah, just think about like what could that be? Yeah. Don't you have so many questions? Oh yeah, I have a thought. I know,
0: and but the thing is that I know that none of them are gonna be answered, yeah. right? I just yeah. know what I know, mm-hmm. and that's that's, that's kind, kind, kind of, of it. the
1: beauty of it, too. Yeah.
0: Though. It's like before gravity, people are just like you know, things just fall to the ground, <laughs> and then when gravity was discovered, people were like, oh, that's the reason why mm-hmm. things fall to the ground. It's like yeah. You know, mm-hmm.
1: um, I know, and we're so young in terms of like the history of humanity, and like who knows how much longer humanity has to go. Like we could just be, this could just be the tip of the iceberg. Like yeah. what we know now. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's
0: interesting. You know, I you know what makes me. What that just reminded me of is you know um, in like the fourth Indiana Jones, at the end when uh, Kate Blanchett is like I want to know everything and then the alien like <laughs> gives her like all this information and it's and she's like no stop because <laughs> it's too much and her head explodes like. Okay, there's no way that we can that, know everything. But adding it to my list right
1: like- <laughs> now. You haven't seen that no. movie, oh, with with Shia LaBeouf. Mm-mm. Not a huge Indiana Jones fan. But oh jeez. Like, I'll watch it just for that scene. <laughs> <Yeah. time.
0: laughs> it's at like the very end of it, but basically they like discover aliens. Like in the in the movie they discover aliens yeah. and Kate Blanchett, like her character, like want, she's the bad guy and she wants to like discover like you know, she wants to have like all the knowledge in the world mm-hmm. and then they like gift her with all the knowledge in the world, but it's like church it's too much for her and yeah. her brain literally catches on fire. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but I feel like that's actually what would happen. Yeah, no, that's what I'm bringing it up is because I
0: feel like that would happen too.
1: That's like that movie Arrival. Did you see Arrival? Yes. Which the, I thought was so brilliant because it's like the mode of communication they don't even know. Yeah. Like, it's just like it, so beyond our grasp.
0: That was a beautiful movie. It was. You know, I I watched that with um Our Nana yeah. and uh, Gavin and Mo.
1: Was she like, what? What's going on?
0: Yeah, she was like, that was the bloody rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> <She, laughs> Just did not understand a single thing that, that she. What's ex- <laughs> me? Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Just did not understand.
1: Love her, love her to death. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. And now, okay, so now you, in just the, you know, whole world of storytelling, you know, you're you're doing something a little bit, different now, mm-hmm. um, which is the present films.
1: Yeah. So that's, um, like a little side project that, um, our cousin Taylor and I started. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, it has like a lot of the same premise as your podcast. At least it did when we were initially starting out. Like we just wanted to capture people's stories and we think that everybody has an interesting story to share, even if they don't think they're interesting people. I think everybody is in their own way. So yeah, we started just trying to, um, offer like documentary production services that, um, capture people's stories and it's kind of evolved into like a keepsake video type thing. So we get a lot of like older people who want to leave a message for their grandchildren, for example, Mm -hmm. or, um, new parents like Holly and Mark, who we shot with Mm -hmm. and, you know filming like a message for your kids when they get older type thing. Yeah. And yeah, just capturing like the the beauty of the story. <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful though.
0: Yeah. Um cuz I, I I if you guys haven't seen the present films, I know that they're on Instagram and Facebook and their videos are available and they're all they're all beautiful like Thank you. they they literally every single one of them will bring like tears to my eyes. <laughs> Even the one that you did with um that artist montoy Ma- montina montina yeah. yeah yeah she was awesome yeah yeah just and like her son is just adorable so but i did the way that you guys like just and the pictures that you guys show it's just it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 really really great
1: yeah well like you said like your grandma she has like she's documented her entire life with like diaries yeah. and photos and family videos and it's like she why not put that to use and like you know bring it all together into mm-hmm. like a. Uh, a Story of your life, almost. yeah. I
0: think people like before people would do that with you know, like scrapbooks and things yeah. like that. And they just look at pictures and be like, Oh, yeah, I remember you know, like Jason's first baseball game, right? But now, uh, I you know, I keep on reading about all this, like how all children now, like, you, we're not gonna have like family photos and like family diaries like how we used to, mm-hmm. like, it's all gonna be online. online and like on our phones. And like, that that uh, that kind of scares the shit out of me because it's like, mm-hmm. Well. You know, I, like, I just lost, like, every single picture I had from, like, 2017 up till now. Like, Mm. just a few weeks ago. And I don't even know how that happened. Like. I know. They were just all gone one day. And I was like, well, I thought that I had all of these on my computer. And and the next day, they just were not there. I
1: know. And, yeah, I mean, I don't, I would never want to, like, replace the actual, like, physical photograph that you can hold in your hands. And, like, put on your wall. Because I think those are super important and beautiful in their own way but I
0: don't think people are taking those anymore you know what I mean
1: yeah I know you guys just
0: which is great because that's what you guys are here now for just to adapt to that
1: yeah so hit us up if you want your (laughs) stories told yeah
0: okay so that pitbull human thing will absolutely just never leave my mind and I'm going to be checking every single cupboard that I have for weird gremlin men from now on If you guys want to, check out The Present Films on Facebook or Instagram. They are there just as The Present Films. I definitely recommend you guys checking them out. I know I'm biased because it's my family, but they have some absolutely uh, just some beautiful content. Just very heartwarming. Um, And I will see you guys for my next episode. Thank you so much for joining me on this one. I hope you guys liked it. And as always, follow me on Instagram as well. Uh, Leave a review, give me some feedback. And I hope you guys all have a wonderful, beautiful rest of your week.